Thank you, Rabbi Shulman. Shusarab Shechta, Shusarab Murdasra. In speaking about a topic, searching for Akarish Baruchu, there are two, two very great risks. Whenever one speaks, so one strives, one aspires to try to speak well, to be Nardorish. But at the cost of being Nardorish, the Enu Nard Mekayim, is, is, uh, is, is one, one great risk. The other is that the, the topic and to, to undertake to, to speak about a topic which really preoccupies our entire lives, the, 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 the formulation of the topic is as challenging as the Ger's question that the Hillel of Lamdeni Kalatoru Kula, Shani Omel and uh, not only is, is the wisdom of Hillel lacking, but the uh, wisdom entirely. But that having said, with that modo'a, so let's begin by trying to understand the centrality and indispensability of being mevakesh, of searching Fakarish Baruch of being dorish, of being mevakesh, of, of actively seeking and, and searching for Hakarish Baruch at the end of Pasha's Bahar, there's a very remarkable pasuk. The Torah writes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Ki li b'nei Yisrael avodim, avodai heim asher hotsesi osa me'eretz mitzrayim. That b'nei Yisrael are my avodim, they're my servants, I have taken them out of Eretz Mitzrayim. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is validating, as it were, his claim to our loyalty. He's validating, he's justifying his claim to our avdus, to our servitude. And what, what basis, what, what, what justification does HaKadosh Baruch Hu have for our, our servitude? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, well, you only one. Asher Eretz Mitzrayim. I took them out of, I, I took you out of Mitzrayim, so consequently, you're, you're my avodim. What's so remarkable about this poster? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created and, and sustained the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Machaya HaKol. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechadesh Betuvah B'chol Yom Tamed Every moment, everything that exists, exists because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wills it to exist. It exists because HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows us to exist. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows us to share, to share in His existence. So one would think that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't need any other justification, any other validation for his claim to our loyalty, for his claim to our, our servitude. And yet, the Torah says, Kilibine Yisrael Avodim, Bemai Avodim, Avodai Hain. Why is that? Because Asher Hotsesi Osam, Me'eretz Mitzrayim. That's the basis of my claiming HaKadosh Baruch Hu And of course, that's the, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu presented himself the same way at Ma'amad HaSinai. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, introduces the Aseris HaDibos with Anokhi Hashem Elokecha, Again, the same emphasis that in coming to, to give us the Torah, in, in coming to be mitzvah, to command, to legislate, Sakharish Baruch who validates, he stakes his claim on the fact that Now, admittedly, admittedly, Sakharish Baruch who asks more of us than he does of the Ummah Sa'olam, the nations of the world. And for that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, well, I've invested more in you. But still, there's more to it than that, because again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's the prerogative of the Melech to choose. It's the prerogative of a Melech to assign one task to one group, a different task to, a, to, a, to another group. Why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu, again, anchor his claim 
to our servitude, to our avdus, in the fact, So to try to understand this, we need to reflect a little bit on the concept of avdus. Our immediate association with avdus is that an evad, a servant, is totally beholden to his master. He belongs to the master. To the extent that he doesn't really have his own identity. And, and, and clearly, that dimension is present with an avdus. But there's another dimension as well. And that dimension emerges from a very famous story with which we're all familiar. The Gemara tells us that, that Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai, the, the, the leader of the Jewish people, after the, uh, after the Chorban Bayesheni, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai, amongst his Talmidim, was Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa. And Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa was well known as, uh, I guess we would say, as a Pauli Shuos, as, as a miracle worker. So the, the, the Gemara tells us that once Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's son took seriously sick, and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai sent for his Talmud, for his disciple Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, and asked him to please daven on behalf of his son. So Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, the Gemara describes that the posture that Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa used to assume when he would daven, he, he put his head between his knees, and, and, and he davened with, with, with great kavana, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered his tefillos, and Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai's son recovered. At which point Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai commented and said that Ilmali Hitiach ben Zakkai as Rosh ben Gerkov. If I would have davened, not just the five minutes that Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa davened, but if I would have davened all day long, my tefillah wouldn't have been answered. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's uh, rabbitin, so she was, a, she, was a, she was a good wife, so she says to him, what, what are you being so self-effacing? Is, is, is uh, your, your Talmud, Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, is he greater than you? That, that you're saying that his tefillos were answered, but yours wouldn't have been? So Rabbi Yochanan ben answers and says, no, he's not greater than me, but I'll give you the following analogy. That I resemble, in my relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a sar of an officer before the king. Whereas Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, he resembles an avid Lifnei HaMelech. So what's the what's the, the point? So take it in, in, in modern uh, in modern terms. So let's say you have the, the Secretary of State. Secretary of State has a cabinet rank, but that cabinet rank, notwithstanding, he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have free access to the president. If he wants to talk to the president, he has to call up and make an appointment. He can't just walk in to the Oval Office whenever he wants. And, and, uh, and come talk to the president. What about the president's private secretary or his chief of staff? So they don't have, uh, the private secretary doesn't have cabinet status, but he or she is Yotzev and He or she is constantly going in and out to, to, the, to, to the president. Sees the president in all kinds of intimate settings that the, that the secretary of state who outranks her, who has cabinet rank, doesn't. So Rashi says that's what what, what Avdus means is that an Evid is Yotzev and Nichnas Shalogershus. So what we see from this Gemara here is that there's another dimension to Avdus. Besides the fact that the Evid belongs to the Master, that, that, that he's totally beholden to the Master, Avdus also connotes a relationship of intimacy. An Evid is intimate with his Adon. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Ki avadahem, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu says 
What I want, what I ask of Kal Yisrael, is not only, not only that they fulfill mitzvahs, not only that they listen to the Dvar Hashem, but that they be my avodim, that there be an intimacy, that there be a personal relationship, that a person feel a personal kesha, a personal connection with the Rebbein Shalom. That's what it means, ki avodai heim. Similarly, the, the, the first of the, of the Tarek Mitzvahs in, in the Rambam's, in the Rambam's uh, enumeration of the Tarek Mitzvahs is Anelche Hashem Elokecha. So the Rambam says that the Yisod HaYisodos, right, the famous opening line in Mishnah Torah, that the Yisod HaYisodos, the Amr HaChokmos, the, the most fundamental uh, principle and, 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 the, and the pillar of all wisdom is laid down to know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu exists, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives existence to everything else, that He sustains everything else. And the Rambam says, Yidiyas Dovazeh Mitzvah Yidiyah, knowing this is a Mitzvah so the, the Rav Zechon Levacha writes that he thinks that Yediyah, the, the way the Rambam is using it, doesn't only connote cognitive, a, a cognitive understanding, a cognitive appreciation, but we know, for instance, that the Torah uses Yediyah in a sense of intimacy, in a sense of, of chibor, of, of connection, of chiba, of, of, uh, of, of endearment. So it means that there was an intimacy. There was intimacy. So the Rav says the mitzvah, doesn't just mean that that we're supposed to cognitively and intellectually recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but rather is that it's supposed to be experiential, that experientially we're supposed to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not only cognitively know HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Again, part of that relationship of Abdos and intimacy with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that there is a personal relationship. Similarly, in, in the, the Yod the Rav has a really breathtaking explanation for a uh, halacha which appears in the Gemara Masech Shvuas. There is, of course, L'osasim kem Hashem Elokeichem, the Torah says in Sefer Dvarim, that there is a prohibition of Mechikas Hashem. We're not allowed to erase the, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's an Isalab, L'osasim kem Hashem Elokeichem. So the question is, when the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is written with Osiel Sanit Palos, when it's written with either a prefix or a suffix, so do the letters of the prefix and or the suffix, do they assume the same, the same hallowed status as the letters which comprise the Shem Hashem and the same prohibition attaches itself? Let's say you have the word, uh, you have the word location to your God. So the, the Lamed is, is the prefix and, and the, the Chem is the, uh, is, is the suffix, to your God. So what's the status of those extra letters? So, so we distinguish, the halacha distinguishes between the prefix and between the suffix. That the prefix doesn't have the same status as the shame proper, but the suffix does. So the lamid wouldn't have the special status of shame Hashem for purposes of the prohibition of erasing it. Masha and Cain, by contrast, the, 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 the suffix would. So the Rav says, what difference does it make? I mean, either the fact that, that, that it joins the shame as the prefix or suffix, the fact that it's nitpal to the shame, either it becomes part of the shame or not. So the Rav says that the, that the answer is, is this, that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the bris with Avraham Avinu, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Lios l'chal elokim. 
that even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu obviously is absolutely independent, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need any, anything, but nevertheless HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, in this world, the way I'm going to be perceived and the way I will reveal myself in this world will be as your God, as Elokei Avram, as Elokei Yitzhak, Elokei Yaakov. That's part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's identity in this world. Hence, when we talk about the Shem Hashem, so when it says Elokeinu, our God, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, that's part of my shame, that's part of my name, that's part of how I re- reveal myself in this world. I'm miyached shmi al ha'avos. I have my, my name is associated with you. That's a part of my name. The prefix, to, from, no, that's just the prefix. That doesn't become part of the shame. But the suffix which, which represents HaKadosh Baruch Hu's relationship with us in this world, so that becomes a part of the shame. Again, so all these things converge that what through Torah and Mitzvahs, what we're supposed to be doing again is not just complying with the Dvar Hashem, of course we have to do that, but we're supposed to be forging a relationship, a personal, intimate relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's what it means, has a remarkable, remarkable observation. In the, uh, the, the, the Pismon, Adon Olam, which uh, we say every morning uh, at the beginning of, of Davening, so the Pismon begins with a description, Adon Olam Hashem, Olach B'Terem Kol Yitzir, Nivra Le'isnas V'Chef Tzakol, Azai Melech Shemel Nikra. We describe the, the, the grandeur of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's sovereignty, Hu Hoya, Hu Hove, Hu Yeh B'Sifara, Hu Echer Ve'in Sheni, Lahan Shelo L'Hachbira, there's nothing that you can equate to Hashem, nothing you can compare to Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is eternal. Right? Description of, of uh, the, 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 the eternity, the transcendence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then what happens in the middle of Adon Olam? So what happens all of a sudden? We're describing again HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a- absolute, independent, great, transcendent, infinite, and then all of a sudden, V'hu keli v'chai go'ali. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and who is he? My, in the singular. He's my personal God and my Redeemer, V'tzor Chevli Be'ez And he's the one who looks out for me in a time of distress. He's the one who takes care of me in a time of distress. HaKadosh Baruch who has a personal relationship with each and every one of us. And that's what the, the, the challenge, the mandate of Avodai Heim is. That's why when HaKadosh Baruch who wants to wants to Kaviyoko validate or anchor his claim to our servitude, so it's not enough, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm not going to appeal just to the fact that that I created heaven and earth, or even the fact that I sustain everything. But I'm pointing to the fact that I take a personal interest in you. I'm intimately involved with you. I take a personal interest in you, I'm intimately involved with you, and that's my basis for saying that you should be Avadahem, that you should forge this intimate and feel this personal connection with me. So that's a cause of Echad. That's one, one, one idea, one, one notion which we find in the Torah. It is, however, a cause of Hashemi. The cost of Hasheni, alongside the fact that Huteli, Vachaygoali, Asher Tzisicha Meiris Mitzrayim, but the second, the second cost of is the Apostle in Yeshayahu 
some of us uh, have, have the minig of, of singing a song at Shalashudas, which, which begins by, by paraphrasing that Pesach in Yeshayah, HaKadosh Baruch was a kel mistater. HaKadosh Baruch Hu hides. HaKadosh Baruch Hu hides. Halon b'seser b'tzel. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in the world is hidden. There is one of the, the first things that Pesachamnes in his Seifam Chumish quotes from, from his grandfather, the Chedusha Harim, the Chedusha Harim says the word in, in, in Lashon HaKodesh for world is Olam. Right? That's the Briyasa Olam we talk about. The, the word for world is Olam. So the Chedusha Harim says, what's the etymology of that? He says the etymology is that Olam is the, it comes from the root of, of Ne'alam, or Laha'alim. Laha'alim means to, to hide. Ne'alam means to be hidden. And, and that the word world, Olam, comes to mean world because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is hidden in, in the world. Similar observation has been made that, that the word we have for, for nature in Hebrew is Teva. So what, what is the, 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 the Shoresh of Tez Beis and what does it mean? So we know from Shir Sayyam, Tubu Ubiyamsuf, right? Tubu Ubiyamsuf means they, they drowned, they were submerged. Same thing, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence is submerged, it's hidden within nature, hidden within the world. The, perhaps, one of the most central challenges of our Avodah Hashem, of life, is that for us, superficially, what seems most real is that which is tangible. That which is tangible and visible. You can, you can feel it, you can touch it, so then it has a sense of being real to us. That which is intangible, that which is invisible, Although we know in truth that ultimately not only is that what's most real, but ain't od novado, it's the only thing which is real, but superficially it's harder for us to grasp. It's harder for us to relate to Rabbi Yudah, Levi, and others say that that's what motivated, that, that was the catalyst, this need for, for something tangible, for something visible, was the catalyst behind the Chet HaEgel, that that's what Kal Yisrael was searching for. So we have this need, we have this need for, for something tangible, for something visible. And yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a Kel Mestater. So we have Shnei Suva, we have two, two ideas and there seems to be a tension here. On the one hand, so our mandate is Avadahem. Our mandate is Our, our mandate is to forge a personal relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not just to comply, not just to do, but the compliance and the doing should both be an expression and a bridge to bringing us close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That, that, we're, that we're intimate with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kel Mestate. Yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu hides. So how do we become intimate? And how do we forge that personal relationship with a Kel Mistata? Those are the Shneik Suvim HaMakchish and Zezah. The Kosova Shlishi is what we're talking about tonight. The Kosova Shlishi is, the Torah says, Uvikashte Mishon. The Torah says, Dirshu Hashem V'uzo Bakshu Fonov Tamid. That the Kosova Shlishi, what reconciles these two, on the one hand, the Kodesh Baruch Hu is Kel Mistata. The Kodesh Baruch Hu hides, he's in the shadows. 
He's in the shadows. Halon b'seisa b'tzel. And yet, yet, you can, you can achieve and forge that personal relationship and connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the cost of Ashlishi is uvikashtem. A person has to be searching for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person has to be longing for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person has to be looking for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How does that cost of Ashlishi function? So there is a very, very fundamental and, and profound Comments from the Vashemto. Vashemto comments on the Apostolic in Tilim, on the phrase in Tilim, Hashem Tzilcha. Right? We know it from the Shem Amalison. Hashem Tzilcha. The, the David Amalach compares HaKadosh Baruch Hu to one's shadow. Hashem is your shadow. So what's the idea that Hashem is your shadow? So says the Vashemto, if a person, whatever, whatever a person does, his shadow reciprocates. His shadow responds in kind. You lift, your, you lift your right arm so your shadow makes the same motion. You, you, you step forward, your shadow steps forward also. You withdraw so then your shadow makes that same, that same movement of, of recoiling as well. The idea being Hashem Tzilcha, that Hashem reciprocates. Hashem responds. Hashem takes His cue from us. If we're searching for Hashem, to find them, that Hashem makes Himself accessible to us, that we can feel Him, that we can discover Him, that we can make that connection and, and, and create that intimacy with Him. But Hashem Silcha, if we're passive and we, and we wait for Kedusha to overtake us, if we're passive, so then Kaviyachal HaKadosh Baruch Hu is passive also, Hashem Tzilcha. But if we're searching for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're on the lookout for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're looking to find Him, we're looking to feel His presence, we're looking to forge that, that connection, so then Hashem Tzilcha, Hashem responds. Which is why, to be Mevakesh Hashem, Ki Yavoh Eilai Ha'om Lidrosh Elokim, to be Mevakesh, to be Doresh, is, is one of the most central concepts and avodos in, in, in the Torah. So l- let's discuss, uh, obviously it goes without saying that, that what we're going to discuss is going to be uh, not, not comprehensive and uh, much, much more which needs to be said and needs to be thought about is not going to be discussed, but let's at least try to identify a couple of avenues of how one is mevakesh Hashem, how one searches for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Ultimately, of course, to, to discuss this topic comprehensively would be to discuss the totality of Torah and mitzvahs. We uh, will discuss a little bit, and uh, the rest will be in, in the class of the Idah Zil Gimur. The first avenue of being Mavakesh Hashem, of searching for Hashem, of trying to find Hashem, find Hashem again, as the Rav said, in, in, in terms of Vayeda, in an experiential sense, not only in a cognitive or intellectual sense, is that we have to do, we have to think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Just think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To think, to reflect as often as possible on the ultimate reality of our lives, of all of existence, that we, that we live in Hashem's presence. To think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to think that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is objectively omnipresent, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mekomo Shal Olam. He's omnipresent. But it's up to us that He should be omnipresent in our consciousness. And it's this, just to think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is the, the first avenue of being the Vakesh Hashem. The way David HaMelech phrases it in Sefer Tillim, again, a, 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 a posuk with which we're all familiar, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Summit. I have set Hashem before me constantly. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Summit. I'm aware of you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. At all times, I'm aware of you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person can't search with his eyes closed. A person is, has his eyes closed and his, his ears, his ears blocked. A person doesn't see, doesn't hear. A person has to have Hashem in front of him. A person has the way a person places Hashem, the way a person sets HaKadosh Baruch Hu in front of him, to think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Simply to think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Rambam writes at the beginning of Hilchos Brachos, why is it that Chazal introduced so many brachos, so many brachos? So the, the, the Rambam says the goal Chazal had in mind was live chorus habore tamid, that we should constantly be reminding ourselves, that we should constantly be reminded of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, because that's that is the the crucial element of being the vakesh Hashem, of feeling His presence, is to, to think about Hakadosh Baruch Hu. There are different levels within, within Shivisi. The, the ultimate goal, which the Rambam says the Avos and Moshe Rabbeinu achieved, is that they actively were thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu at all times, even when involved with mundane matters, they had trained themselves a sort of double, a split level of thinking or consciousness, that they were able to think of HaKadosh Baruch Hu at all times. Now, we aspire to that, but, but short of that, there's another level which is more accessible, and that is if, if you ever met, if you ever made a, a trip to the, to the Soviet Union, when it was still that, when it was still the totalitarian regime. So even in the last years, when it was already glasnost, but if you met someone who was an older person, who had been there through the dark and, and, and terrible days of, of, of Stalin, there was such a fear, such a fear of what they referred to as the Malchus HaRashoah, of, of the evil empire, the evil kingdom, that it was embedded permanently in their consciousness. And anything they said, they didn't have to be, con- they didn't have to be consciously thinking, I have to watch out, there may be an informer here, like the Gemara talks about, about Aznaim Lakosel, about the walls having ears. It was something which was just so deeply ingrained that it was permanently embedded in their consciousness. They, they could be thinking about a hundred other things, but they were always on guard against saying something which an informer could then repeat to the, to, to the authorities. An, another marshal. Another marshal. You have someone who has a, uh, a very strong allergy to a certain food. Nuts or whatever, whatever the food is. And it's such a, such a sensitivity, such a strong allergy, that Rahmana Latlan, if the person will eat something which is made with, with this product, so it, it, could, it could have fatal consequences. So this is something 
which is deeply ingrained, again, in the person's consciousness. He's not actively thinking about it all the time. No, he carries on the regular, the regular business of life. But if he'll be standing at a, at a smorgasbord, at a, at a wedding or something, so he may be, he may be engrossed in, in conversation with someone. But nevertheless, it's so deeply ingrained in him, he won't, he won't nibble on anything without first ascertaining that it doesn't have the nuts in it. Because it's possible, it's possible, and we see, that's not the others, that's not Moshe Rabbeinu, that's just people that we can relate to. It's possible to have something so deeply ingrained and embedded within our consciousness and awareness which, is so, which runs so deep and which is so profound that even without, without actively thinking, we always have this awareness. So that's a lower level of Shivisi Hashem, a Nagdi Samid, to which, we can, to which we can aspire. To have this sense embedded within our consciousness, this deep and profound awareness that we're in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The same way, the same way that the person under the totalitarian regime hesitates before saying anything. Everything is weighed against. Well, what if there's a malshin amount? What if there's an informal amount? What are the consequences going to be? That the person with the, the allergy it's embedded within him, no matter what else he's doing. He's trained. It's embedded within him. He won't put something into his mouth without ascertaining that it's free of, of, of the peanut or whatever it is he's allergic to. So, too, that's the type of awareness. A person has that feeling of, of, of Shivisi Hashem the Negdi Summit. So, that's the basis for discovering Hashem. It's the basis for feeling HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. Now, in fact, this, this idea, this, 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 this avoda of thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it begins, it begins, that awareness doesn't, isn't, isn't automatically embedded or ingrained within us. We have to develop it. We have to cultivate it. The way we develop it, again, is by as many times as possible during the course of the day, taking a moment out and just thinking about the fact we, that we live in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we're always in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is omnipresent, to think. How many times a day, it's, it, it's, worth, it's worth asking, how many times a day we, we, we check our voicemail, check our email, so we take time out. The... the Life moves at a very fast pace, but we take time out. I have to check my email, I have to check my voicemail. So how many times a day do we stop and just think, just think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And to what extent do we just live without even stopping to reflect on the Rebona Shalom? Does a day pass, does a day pass outside of Tefillah, outside of the times of Tefillah, without thinking and without reflecting on the fact of I live in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what it means to live, is to be in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shivisi Hashem, the Negdi Summit. In fact, the Rambam says, and the Ramah again quotes this at the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, 
when he quotes the Rambam's exposition of Shavisi Hashem Negdi Samid, that in fact it's the thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu which underlies the Torah's most basic mitzvah. The Torah's most basic mitzvah is Yeras Hashem. The Or Chaim HaKadosh comments, the Torah says, V'atu Yisrael in Parshas Ekev, Mo Hashem Elokech HaShom Eimoch. Right? What? Now, B'nai Yisrael, Klai Yisrael, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu ask of you? So clearly the wording of the Pasuk is a lead-in that the, that the Pasuk is going to conclude with one thing, right? If I say to you, what am I asking? So clearly that, that indicates that the punchline is going to be one thing. And yet, you look at the Pasuk in Parshas Eikev, it's v'atisa the, the Torah has a whole list of, of very, very demanding things. So what do you mean, V'atah Yisrael? So what Chaim HaKadosh says, no, the Pshat is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I only ask one thing of you. You develop Yerash Shemayim, everything else will follow. Everything ensues from the Yerash Shemayim. You only have to develop that base of Yerash Shemayim, and everything else will follow. That's what it means. V'atah Yisrael, Ma'asham Lekech Shomelech, Taka only one thing, you'll have that foundation of Yerushalayim, you'll be able to build on it, and Avas Hashem will come, and Vahalachta Bidrachav, and emulating the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu will come, and Dveikos, and clinging to HaKadosh Baruch Hu will follow. But it's all on the foundation of Yerushalayim. So how do we get the Yerushalayim? So the Rambam says, the Rambam quotes that this is the first Sif in Shulchan Aruch, that the way that Yerushalayim is really something instinctive. It's really something instinctive. If only, if only a person, Yosem Adam Alibo, if only a person takes to heart, thinks, thinks. It's very, very, the, the, the strategy, the tactic is very prosaic. It's very simple. A person thinks, I'm in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If a person thinks, I'm in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Miyad, the Rambam says in the Rambam quotes, Miyad, immediately instantaneously, because it's something instinctive, Yagiya Elov Hayira, immediately. If a person is aware that he's in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so how does a person instinctively feel Yerashamayim? Yerashamayim is the basis of everything, it's the foundation of everything. HaKol Sov Dova, HaKol Nishma, Salokim it's the foundation of everything, and it's instinctive, provided that we think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the first avenue, in terms of Bakoshas Hashem, simply to think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, simply to take time out every day, as often as possible, for as long periods of time as possible, and just think, say to oneself, I'm in the presence of the Yubam Shalom. I'm always in the presence of the Yubam Shalom. When one thinks about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in searching for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it helps, find, it helps us find HaKadosh Baruch Hu in another sense as well. If a person is always thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a person notices Hashkocha process in his life. A person notices the personal divine providence which HaKadosh Baruch Hu exercises in his life. It's very, very difficult to, to describe this in, in, in abstract terms because obviously it depends upon the, the particulars of one's life and one's situation. Let me give you two, try to give you two examples to explain how that is. If a person is mindful of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
A person sees the Yad Hashem in his life. A person sees the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in his life and clearly, clearly that helps foster, again, that personal and intimate relationship. When a person feels Hashem acting in his life, when a person sees the Hashkacha process in his life, again, it goes a long way to advancing and helping to create that, that personal connection. The story is told, I don't think there's any need to mention the, the, the name, of one of the Gedole Hador of a previous generation. As, as a young man, he had been engaged. So both examples, both examples I'm going to give are from the realm of, of Yisurim, from adversity in, in, in a person's life. Not not Rachman al-Islam that Hashkacha Pratis is, is, is limited to that, but, but those are the, the examples, the two examples I'd like to share with you. So the, the story is told of one of the Gedolei Hador of the previous generation, not too many generations ago, that a, as a young man, he had been engaged, and engaged to a, a, a bas, a bas gedolim, also, bita and shel gedolim hador. And he broke the engagement for reasons which he later felt were not adequate, were not, uh, without, without proper justification. I guess obviously at the time he must have felt that they were adequate, that, that it was justified, but certainly in retrospect he felt that it hadn't, been, it hadn't been justified, and he broke the engagement. And again, with all the, all the shame and humiliation which, which ensues. Later in his life, he, 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 he married, had an only child, and then this only child died. And the only child died before, having, before marrying, before having children, and he was left with no, with no, no descendants. And he said that he saw this as a Yad Hashem, as a Yad Hashem, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was punishing him for, for, what, for what he had done. Why? HaKadosh Baruch Hu was a presence in his life. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was a presence in his life, so he was looking for the Midah Keneged Midah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a presence in one's life, and one knows this Hashkoch of so we look. We look for the, the, the Midah Keneged Midah in how HaKadosh Baruch Hu judges. A person marries, that's the... That, that's the basis for, for building a bias Naman, for building a family. He saw that he was being punished in that area, and, and he saw Yad Hashem in his life. The same way a person sees Yad Hashem in Yisun, a person can see Yad Hashem in, in, in obviously in, in Bracha and, and, and Hatzlocha as well. Another example, another example, not from, not from one of the Gedole Hador, also a, 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 a Maisa Shehoya. A, and again, from the realm of Yisurim, not, not because Yad Hashem is only to be glimpsed there, but, but uh, sometimes, sometimes it, 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 it's more dramatic there, or at least it seems that way to us. A, a couple was struggling with, with infertility. Struggling with, with, with infertility. At least from the wife's vantage point. So again... She was looking, she was sensitive to the Yad Hashem in her life. So she made the following Cheshvan HaNefesh. She, before marrying her, her husband, had had a, uh, a suitor, someone who was interested. She wasn't really interested in him. Basically, in retrospect, she realized that, that she didn't really want to marry him. She never had any such intention. But she, she allowed the, the relationship to, to continue to linger because it was sort of a security blanket. 
And she realized, in, in retrospect, again, what, that, that, that she felt that she had been guilty of an avla. Because she was thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu was in her life, so she recognized the Yad Hashem. So she did shuva for that. She was mispalled for this person, that he should find his shidduch, that he should, and, and that he should be successful. And, and, and sure enough, after some time, so Baruch Hashem, so she and her husband were blessed. The person thinks about Hashem, the person sees the hand of Hashem in Rahman al-Islam, what we experience is misfortune, and Kal Bachomer, Kal Bachomer, that a person sees the Yad Hashem in, in terms of the good fortune in his life as well. The second avenue of, of, of Bakoshis Hashem, second avenue of, of searching for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we actually have a paradigm for this. And the paradigm of searching for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in, in Nazi we find the term B'nai HaNaviyim. B'nai HaNaviyim means Talmidim Kriyim Banim, means the disciples of the Naviyim. And, and basically these were people who were preparing themselves, they were working on themselves, trying to perfect themselves for the ultimate Vakoshas Hashem, the ultimate searching for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that they should receive Nebuah. Now, is that a paradigm for us? Are we going to receive Nebuah? So the answer is, it's a paradigm for us for two reasons. First of all, yes, yes, as, as, as wild as it may sound, so yeah, every Jew aspires to Nebuah, the, the, the Rav writes in Isha Halacha that, it's a, that every Jew is obligated to strive for the, for the safe self-realization and self-actualization until he's ready to, to receive Nebuah. That that's really the goal, the destiny of every Jew is what we experience in Mama HaSinai to re-experience that, to experience Nebuah. So it is a paradigm for us, but more than that. Even without, without that uh, very... Uh, very striking idea. The regimen of the Bnei Hanaviyim provides a paradigm for our Bakosha Hashem for another reason as well. The Rambam, if you take a look in Hilchus Yisodi HaTorah, when the Rambam describes the, the, the path that the Bnei Hanaviyim travel in order to prepare themselves that they should be that they should be worthy and, and fitting to receive Nevuah. So the Rambam says that among other things, that Melamed Nafsho, the aspiring Navi, trains himself, He trains himself not to give a thought to idle matters, and not to give a thought to any of the futilities of time. Havle Hazman. That's the phrase the Rambam uses. Havle Hazman. My father, Zechon Levachah, pointed out that if you take a look, you find that phrase elsewhere in the Rambam as well. Two other places in particular. First of all, in Hilchus Tshuva, when the Rambam explains the Remez in Mitzvah Shofa, when the Rambam explains the, 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 the message, the hint, 
which the Torah wants us to glean from Mitzvah Shofar. So the Raman says that Shofar, again, we all know the passage in the Rambam, Uri Yishenim Yishenachem, Yedomim Hakitzum Yitadamachem, awake from your sleep, awake from, from your slumber. So the Rambam says, and who is that call of the Shofar addressed to? It's addressed to all of us, right? But who is that call of the Shofar addressed to? The Rambam says, Elu HaShofachem Esa'emes, people who forget the truth, Bahavle Hazman. Why? Because of their involvement, because of their distraction, because of their preoccupation with the Havle Hazman. The same phrase. So it's not only the Navi's task to rise above Havle Hazman, the futility of time, but all of us, we're all Mitzvah in Mitzvah Shofar. You have it again a third time. The Rambam has at the end of Hilchus Mezuzah. The Rambam describes the, the reaction which passing through a doorway with a mezuzah should trigger. And the Rambam says that every time a person enters or leaves through a doorway with a mezuzah, he encounters and is reminded about HaKadosh Baruch Hu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's unity. A person should remember love of Hashem. A person should be aroused from his slumber. The same phrase of Havle Hazman. So this call, this challenge to rise above Havle Hazman, the Navi succeeds to the utmost degree. But it's a challenge for all of us. And this is the second avenue in terms of being Mevakesh Hashem, the same way the Navi doesn't have the ultimate encounter with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his quest to be Mevakesh Hashem, to search for Hashem, isn't successful unless he rises above the Havle Azman. We too also have to rise above the Havle Azman. So what are these Havle Azman? These Havle Azman, which cause us, the Ram says in Hilfah Shofar, to, 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 to forget the truth, which, which the, the Rambam in Hilchus Mezuzah says lulls us in some deep spiritual sleep. So what are these Havle Azman? So it's clear from the Rambam in, in Hilchus Mezuzah that Havle Azman, he contrasts it, the phrase itself clearly indicates that, but the Rambam contrasts it with that a person should remember nothing endures. The only thing that endures, the only thing that endures is is one's knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, one's closeness, one's connection, and remember the Rav's understanding of Yediyah, one's closeness, one's connection, one's knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that endures. Everything else is Havle Hazman. Havle Azman means that which is ephemeral, that which is transient, that which in, 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 in Hebrew one would say is cholet over, transient. Any, any, by definition, any involvement with material or physical, which isn't mitzvah driven, which isn't a means to some spiritual end, to some spiritual goal, and often it is, often it is. There, there is much in the material and physical world that, that we maintain ourselves, we maintain our lives, and, we, and, we're, and we have our mitzvah to, 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 to earn a panosah. There's much in the material and physical world which is mitzvah driven, but any involvement with material and physical as an end unto itself, any interest in pleasure just for the sake of pleasure, in, in, in indulging ourselves 
in, in, in a materialistic way, in a physical way, all of that is part of the Havle Hazman. The Havle Hazman are antithetical, antithetical. They, they, they impede any Bakosha Sashem, any, any, any Drisha Sashem, seeking HaKadosh Baruch, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Zeno Gof. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not, not corporeal, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not physical. Any, any involvement with, with physical, with comfort, with, 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 mater- with material, with, with pleasure for its own sake, which isn't mitzvah-driven, but for its own sake is antithetical to Bakoshas Hashem. We live in a society, and, and we're not immune to, to the effects of the society. In an affluent, indulgent society, which is in its pursuit of pleasure, is just very, very preoccupied with Havle Hazman. And the degree, the extent to which we allow ourselves to be caught up in that pursuit of pleasure and comfort and that indulgent lifestyle to the extent that we allow ourselves to become ensnared by the Havle Azman, to that extent, our Bakoshas Hashem, our searching for Baruch Hu, is impeded. Havle Azman also, also connotes another thing as well. And again, you find the phrase, Divrei Hevel, a somewhat parallel phrase, in the Rambam as well. The Rambam is the end of Hilfus Deus when he talks about the Torah's prohibition against the karma, against taking revenge. And revenge is usually motivated by petty feelings of, of ego and, and concern for one's own COVID. So the Rambam says that a person should understand that the Isin the karma is because Roi Lola Odom Lios Mavia Almidosa Valkol Diveho Olam. A person should be forgiving and should be yielding about worldly matters. Why? Because the worldly matters, what usually causes the type of strife that, that exists within, within Jewish communities, the, the, the Divya Olam, the Ramam says, they're generally Divya Hevel. Also, the, the pettiness which causes the machlokas, the strife, that too is antithetical to Bakoshas Hashem, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is above all that. To the extent that we're preoccupied with the pettiness, to that extent, we're not able to be Mavakesh Hashem. So those are the first two, two avenues in, in terms of Bakoshas Hashem. Just very quickly, just want to indicate one or two others more schematically and the Idoch, Idoch Zil Another, and also just, just, to, just to explain, not, not to, uh, Shechter has a very, uh, a very uh, strained uh, voice this evening. So, uh, so at the last minute it was decided that the first presentation would go a little bit longer. I apologize to those who are uh, eagerly uh, awaiting his Divrei Torah uh, V'Hadrocha. But very, uh, just another, uh, just another two, three minutes, or both say. Another major area in which a person is mevakesh Hashem, in which a person searches by Kodesh Baruch Hu, is in Talmud Torah. 
it's not it's not so much a rational concept. It's, it's not it's not something which can really be presented, understood in, in rational terms. It's more something mystical. So I just want to read you two excerpts which the Rav Zechon Levacha quotes, once from the Balatanya, once from the Chaim Velozhin in the Nefesh Achayim, what happens when a person is, is, is preoccupied with Talmud Torah, when a person learns. Kishadam, the first quote is from the Balatanya, the second is from the Nefesh Achayim. Kishadam mev masig ezo halacha. When a person understands when he, when he when he apprehends a halacha, his his intellect, his mind is enveloped by that halacha at that time. That halacha represents the will and the wisdom of Hakadosh This person is is apprehending, is grasping with his intellect. The will and the wisdom of Hakadosh Baruch And this is some kind of wondrous unity which a person achieves. Through Talmud Torah. Similarly, Reb Chaim Velazhen writes in Nefesh Achayim, "V'yichavein lehistabek b'limudo b'Torah." A person should intend; he should have kavana when he learns Torah to cling through his his learning to the Torah. Bo ba'Kadosh Baruch Hu, to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hainu lehistabek to cling b'chol kolchosa with all his energies l'dvar Hashem zu halacha to the word of Hashem in the halacha u'bazehu dov l'bo yisbarach mamash keviyachol. And by clinging to divrei Torah, a person thereby clings to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Another avenue, primary avenue of being the Vakesh Hashem, searching Hakadosh Baruch Hu, is in Talmud Torah. The last, though there are many more which need to be mentioned and, and elaborated, but the last are just to very, very quickly and, and superficially sketch before you is Shabbos. The day of Shabbos is an opportunity, an opportunity to be Mavakesh Hashem. What Shabbos represents, we're all familiar with the, with the imagery, with the terminology of Shabbos HaMalka. The Rambam talks about Shabbos HaMelech, Shabbos HaMalka, whatever the significance of that difference is. That, that Shabbos is, is portrayed as Malchus. So what does Malchus represent? So Malchus represents, we say in our tefillah, Galei Kvod Malchuscha. Reveal your Malchus. Malchus means revelation. Revelation. What Pincus mentions in, 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 in his kuntras, the halacha is, even when one looks at Malchus amongst, amongst flesh and blood of Bas of Adam, Avigail tells David Amelech that even though he's already been anointed, he's not yet, that has not yet achieved the status of a king, because lo yotza tivacha Because you haven't been revealed. Yes, in private, Shmuel anointed you. But until, but until you consolidate, until you reveal yourself, so you don't have full din melech, you don't have the status of melech. So malchus means Malchus means that there's a revelation of kingdom. That's what malchus represents. When we talk about Shabbos HaMelech, 
Shabbos HaMalka means that Kedusha Shabbos reveals HaKadosh Baruch's presence in the world. That's what Isim Malacha signifies. Isim Malacha and Shabbos signifies that all activity stops because that reflects and reveals the reality that there's nothing other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu of Einod Nulvado. If a person immerses himself in Kedusha Shabbos, prepares for Shabbos, then davens with Shabbos and Kavana, sings mirrors by the table, says the Torah, immerses himself in Kedusha Shabbos, a person can experience HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. Shabbos is a day of, of Malucha. It's a day of Galei Kavod Malchus. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence is revealed in the world, that which we're mevakesh, that's what, that which we search for, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, on every seventh day, I reveal myself in the world. But a person has to be mevakesh for that as well. A person has to be immersed in Kedusha Shabbos in order to experience that HaKadosh Baruch Hu give us the strength to take advantage of Hashem Tzilcha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds. HaKadosh Baruch Hu reciprocates. And, and may we all, may we all fulfill the mandate of the Pazik, Dear Shu Hashem V'Uzo, Bak Shufan of Tamid, and that we should all experience the Yismach Leiv Mavakshe Hashem.